0: Welcome to Episode 9 of 5 Minutes with an RCDD. We talk about project documentation. What if I told you a $30 tool could potentially save you thousands of dollars, help people perceive you as a professional, and help with your memory? Would you be interested? If not, you should be.
1: Don't hang up that phone. We've found what you're looking for. Welcome to the 5 Minutes with RCDD Podcast. Well, seeing how we're pulling Category 6A, the most powerful twisted pair in the world, you got to ask yourself this one question. Did I pull 295 or 300 feet? Well, do you feel lucky? Do you, punk? Punk. In this podcast, you'll learn the differences between a 66 and 110 punch tool, the proper way to install a support cable, along with terminating and testing parameters. What exactly does RCDD stand for? Really can't do diddly? (laughs) Or just some guy that's just sitting around in a chair. Megan podcasts. So join us as we talk about the ever-changing world of telecommunications. From ISP to OSP, from copper to fiber, design to installation. Now send the new guy to the truck for a bucket of dial tone and the cable stretchers while you listen to an informative program on telecommunications. Here's your host, Chuck Bowser, RCDD.
0: So let me ask you if you've ever experienced this. Your boss says, hey, how has the weather affected your project over the last month or so? Or better yet, the GC on the job site claims that you left trash in an area of the building that you can't even remember if you were working in that part of the building or not. Well, here's one more. The safety officer wants to talk to you about an accident that took place on your project two weeks ago where the new guy suffered a head injury because he left a hammer on top of the ladder and then moved the ladder. Well, If you're like me, your memory is horrible. But how do you overcome that issue? When well, you do know what the three most important things to help ensure a successful and a profitable project are, right? They are, are, you ready? Documentation, documentation, and of course, documentation. Today's tool is not even a tool. It's a logbook. In fact, it's called the Green Construction Logbook. It's gonna solve the problem of forgetting every single detail from things that happen on your job site. Not everybody can remember everything and if you're like I am you have a hard time remembering what you ate for breakfast much less what happened on a job site two weeks ago so what are the benefits of using a logbook well logbook number one it's going to make you look more professional in the eyes of the people that you interact with such as your employer your crew how about customers and another good one how about other contractors and other vendors and how about the general contractor when you'll be able to recall the smallest details in perpetuity well provided you keep the old books once the people you deal with understand with that you have this ability they treat you differently because they understand that memory is not a comparable to the same thing as something that is documented many years ago a fellow pm one day came to my desk and asked me if he could borrow a paper clip i thought it was a funny request because i knew he wasn't going to return my paper clip so why was he asking to borrow it When I handed him the paperclip, I jokingly asked him, Well, since you're borrowing this, when can I expect you to return it? And then, of course, he sarcastically told me he gave me a date that was a couple months out. Well, I put that date in my logbook and also on my calendar. Not because I really wanted the paperclip back, but but more so so I could harass him, right? Well, when that fateful date came, I went to his desk and reminded him of his commitment. And he said to me, I can't believe you remember that. You should have seen the shocked look on his face. He learned an important lesson that day. Chuck documents everything. And if it ever came down to an issue between his memory and my documentation skills, he would lose. He treated me differently from that day moving forward. Now, logbooks are required by law in some industries like, you know, boilers. And when I was a volunteer firefighter, we had a daily logbook that we had to complete after every call. But in the communications industry, it is not a legal requirement. So hopefully, I've convinced you to at least get a logbook. But all logbooks are not equal, though. Sure, spiral notebooks are cheap, and they're readily available. You can buy them from CVS or Walgreens or Staples, and you can easily document activities in them. But they're also flimsy. They can also fall apart. They can also have pages torn out. and Well, honestly, they just don't look as professional. In the eyes of the law, though, they are looked at differently than a professional logbook. A professional logbook is going to be bound so the pages don't fall out. Nothing says that you take documentation seriously as a quality-bound logbook. So let's cover some things that you need to really consider when purchasing a logbook. First, you're going to want to ensure that the pages are either numbered or dated. This helps provide that the records are complete and, more importantly, continuous. This will help ensure that the records, if you ever get audited or end up in in mitigation, that you're going to come through with flying colors. I have the perfect logbook for construction and communications. It's called the Green Construction Logbook. I'll put a link into that logbook in the show notes and on the YouTube vlog channel. Full disclosure here, though, it is an affiliate link. So if you do purchase one, I get a small commission. You don't pay anything extra, but I do get a little bit extra commission. This helps paying for the cost of producing and hosting the podcast because it costs money for the service to upload this. I'm giving away also a green construction logbook. If you go to bit.ly forward slash green logbook, you can enter for a chance to win one for free. I will be announcing the winner on my LinkedIn page on November 27th of 2020. So the green construction logbook, it's going to cost you about 30 bucks. Think of it, though, as a daily diary for your construction projects. It is also going to help you in other ways as well. When you you get this book and you open it up, the very first page is the ownership page. That's where you can put down your name and your contact information, which would definitely be helpful if you ever leave this book somewhere. There's also a spot there for emergency contact. So if someone should have to call a relative because you're having a medical emergency, they have that information readily handable. The next several pages are telephone lists. so you can capture numbers of people and companies that are project-related that you may not necessarily want to enter into your personal phone and have them you know, in your phone that you won't use them after you get done with the project. There's also several pages dedicated for material and equipment purchases, so you can track what you bought, who you bought it from, the invoice number, and the prices. Now, those are all real great benefits. But the biggest benefit is when you get to the diary portion. This is there's a page for every day of the year. So the Green Construction Logbook starts on January 1, and then you got to put in the year and ends on December 31st. There are several sections to each page. Let's talk about a few of those. The first one is it asks for the weather. See, the, the page is all set up, so it prompts you for this information, so that way your information is consistent. And the first one is I want to talk about is the weather. This helps you document patterns, so if you get enough rainy days while you're installing outside plant cable, you can potentially pursue a change order, or better yet, ask for an extension on the deadline on the project, because you can document that you had X amount of rainy days. There's also a spot for documenting safety meetings. So each day you can document when you did your your tailgate session. You can document either put down the number of people who attended, or the number of minutes that you've done. So that's going to help you ensure that you get your daily safety tailgate talks performed. And this is going to really help you if you ever have an accident on the job site. Because OSHA is more lenient if there's documentable safety meetings being held consistently. The next section is the workforce numbers and the breakdown of the people. This section helps you really keep track of who was on your job site and what classifications they are. Now since the Green Construction Logbook is really geared for construction, it's already pre-populated with things like bricklayers and carpenters and stuff like that, which in a communications group, we don't have bricklayers. I always just lined them out and wrote in technicians, installers, fiber crew, stuff like that, and then put the number next to the, the type of people so I knew exactly how many of those type of classifications that I had on my job on that particular day. There's also a section for capturing all the equipment you had on your job. Now this is going to be perfect for those jobs that actually charge your job for what's called truck hours or equipment hours. They charge you for every hour that a piece of equipment's on your job site. that helps kind of repay for the equipment over the lifespan of its system. It's, It's directly charged to a project instead of going to overhead. If there's ever a dispute about whether a piece of equipment was on your job or not, well you can easily go back to this blog book and document if it was there or not. Really good for tracking logistics and costs on your projects. And then there's a big section for the work performed that day. That's kind of self-explanatory, but I would also add that if you're on a large project, make sure that you document where that work was performed. So let's say, for example, you're doing a 10-story building. And you're on that particular day, you were doing work on the third floor northeast quadrant. Make sure you put that in there. The next section is for problems and delays. This will help you document in the same way as the weather. While one delay may seem no big deal, but if, for example, let's say the painters are in the telecom room and you can't get in there to build out the racks or the cabinets. Well, you can document that pattern the same way you did with the weather and potentially go after a change order for the additional hours that were wasted trying to gear up to do that project or maybe even extend the completion date of your project. There's also a section for subcontractors, progress, and special assignments. Now, since we typically didn't use subcontractors, I would always put a line through subcontractor progress, and that's where I would document my fiber crew stuff. So that way I had a section for my crew and a section for what the fiber crew did. Most of the companies that I worked for, there was actually a separate crew that was a fiber crew, and they would only come to your job when it was time to terminate and test the fiber. So you can actually document what those crews did. So it gives you some, some expandability to work there. There's a section for extra work and who requested it. Now, this doesn't alleviate you from having to fill out a change order and getting that change order signed, but you can document when that request was presented to you. And then the final spot is a spot for your signature. Make sure you sign your book on a daily basis. And these are all the information that prompts you each and every day. That way, your project is done consistently. Your project documentation is done consistently. Let me give you eight tips when you fill out your logbook. Tip number one. Complete the logbook in blue pen. Most legal documents can be signed in either blue or black ink. However, blue is considered the optimal color because mainly if it's copied, it is apparent that it is a copy. Number two, make sure you fill out that logbook with as much detail as possible. You may not know what information might help you several months down the road when you're in mitigation trying to solve something. And when you're writing in your logbook, make sure that you write in in a factual sense Leave your personal opinions out of it. (laughs) To quote an old TV show, just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. And then thirdly, if you need to make changes on a a logbook because something you you wrote it down in error or something like that, well, you're writing in pen. You're not going to be able to erase that. Put a line through the, the stuff that you wrote that you need to change, and then at the end of that line, put your initials and the date to indicate that you changed it. Never erase it. Tip number four, make sure you write in indelible ink. Some inks will bleed through paper and make it nearly impossible to read either side of that page. Tip number five, when filling out that section in the logbook, if there are unused lines in that section, take your pen and draw a diagonal line through those unused lines. That way, nobody can come behind you and fill out those unused lines. Again, that speaks towards consistency and accuracy. Tip number six, keep your records for a minimum of at least three years. That will cover you in most legal situations. Tip number seven, fill out your logbook daily. Your memory wanes if you wait long to fill this thing out. Capture that information while it's still fresh in your memory. Tip number eight, use the logbook to give recognition to those people in the job whose performance excelled for that day. And then make sure you show them that you documented it in the book. Trust me, this goes a long way with building crew confidence. And and one more option before we close out the podcast. Let's say that you look at the green construction logbook, which is the size of a regular book. Let's say you look at that book and you say, well, that thing's just too big. Or I'm just a technician. I don't need all that information. They make a pocket size logbook that fits easily in your shirt pocket. It has the same main sections that the Green Construction Logbook has. It has work performed, the date, subwork, and a spot for your signature. Well, that completes today's show. And I hope maybe I've inspired you to at least, if not, go buy a logbook. Maybe to start documenting your project a little bit better. And also, don't forget to fill out your chance to win a green construction logbook, both the full size and the pocket size. The winner will be announced on my LinkedIn page on November 27th of 2020. So make sure you go by and visit bit.ly forward slash green logbook. Until then, you guys have a safe day.
1: That's it for this episode of today's podcast. We hope you were able to learn something. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future content. Also, leave a rating so we can help even more people learn about telecommunications. Until next time, be safe.